Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Man on the line, turn the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yeah, um, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic. We sprout enormously organic ideas from the fertile soil that is our minds. Yes. And uh, we give them to you, the listening audience. Yeah. We pack them up. So there's no ugly fruit here. No. There's no uh, 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 C-grade vegetables coming from our brains. This is all A-plus stuff. This is all market-ready. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to rinse it off. No. You take it, you peel it, you chop it, you put it in your recipe book, the recipe book that is your life. Wow. And you make that recipe. Okay. And you eat the millions of dollars you're going to make off of it. I, I like where this is going. Yeah. Well, because that's where I'm at. Um, and when that happens, mm. when that happens, Noel, yeah. and you're filthy freaking rich, yeah. you're so full of money that you have to go to the vomitorium because oh. that's how much you've eaten. That's how much. You then reach out to us mm-hmm. and say, fellas, I don't forget where that recipe came from. No. I don't forget how I fed my family for the years. I don't forget how I was fattened up and made healthy. I don't forget who did that for me. Mm-mm. It was Josh and Noel from Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And then, Noel, then and only then. And only then, after you are Full and rich, just like a good meal, gives back to you with a little burp and the flavor of the meal. Mm-hmm. We expect you to give back to us with a burp and a tithe, ten percent of all the money you've made off of our money vegetables. Have you ever farted after a meal and it smells like the meal? Burped, I said. I didn't. I know you said burped. I'm asking if you've ever farted after a meal and I've, it smells like the meal. I've had uh, farts that smell like spices from meals, or um, I've definitely drank enough coffee that I've peed and it smells like freshly brewed coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like delicious coffee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That would be great if you were in a meeting and you just peed your pants yep. and everyone was like, oh, my uh, God, who's brewing up some, who's got the fresh brew going? Yeah. And you'd be like, right here. Right here, guys. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, I haven't seen you in a whole week, no. No, you have not. I am exhausted today, okay. man. I am so wiped out. We'll so take I apologize. it easy on you. apologize to everyone if it sounds like I'm dragging, but I'm dragging. Okay. You know, we're not at that podcast level yet. Uh-huh. Where we don't have to work for a living. No. We'll get there, especially once our first tithe comes in. Yeah. Which better be soon, man. It's coming. 
There's, I, I'm hard-pressed to believe that all this stuff I see, yeah. that clearly ideas that we've put out there. You can feel in the air. It's coming. Yeah, can you feel it in the air? Oh, it's electricity. Maybe everyone's waiting for Christmas oh. to send it to us. Like, we're just going to get in the mail. It'll be a Christmas like, miracle. It will be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. You're going to be on vacation, yeah. and I'm going to be texting you frantically. We got another one. That's right. Another one. That's right. No, where are you? It, it'll be like it's a wonderful life when all the neighbors and all the letters come in with all the money. Mm-hmm. It'll be like that, only yep. much more money. Yeah, <laughs> much more money. It's exactly gonna be. It's gonna be exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have you been, Noel? I have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was thinking today. Were you? Yeah, I was. It happens so rarely. I I'm know. always ex- I know. shocked when you my, say that. My mind is so wrapped up in making other people money that it, it my own thoughts are few and far between. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I was thinking about one time someone asked me if they if I would be in a uh, short film that they had made oh, or yeah? that they were making. Uh-huh. Just recently? No, it was a, a few years back. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I said, sure. And I was supposed to be the Hulk. Like from Marvel, the Hulk? From Marvel, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like there may have been some uh, uh, copyright issues with that. Well, uh, so I show up, and they had a, a good operation going, right? Mm-hmm. They had a crew. They had everything set. <laughs> well, you know, some of these things just show up, and it's a dude with his phone. You right. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. This was this was too legit to quit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "All right, we just got to get you green." Uh, and they pull out this makeup that they had bought, and we're like, go ahead, put on some makeup, and I got this green makeup, and I'm putting it all on my arms and my face, and it's just like, this makeup isn't working, right? Uh-huh. It, no, you could not make it not look like a finger painting. It just, <laughs> it wouldn't go smooth, it was just looked like... Uh-huh. I look like a green cow, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, I just want to say, you know, that may just be your physique. (laughs) No, 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 no. It was the blotchiness. Oh, okay. Like, you know, they're brown and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It was like that, but green. Green and human flesh and flesh tone, white flesh tone. Uh, And so they're like, um, well, we won't get as many shots with the face, uh-huh. uh, but we'll get it in. It's not like the whole thing's about this anyway, right? Okay. So I had to, like, drive. I had it all in my arms and hands, too, and I had to drive uh, while the the theme to um, the Hulk was playing. Uh-huh. The TV show, The Hulk, yeah. I assume? It's yeah. It's like a sad song. Uh-huh. Almost like the... Godfather thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, and then I eventually saw it came out later. <laughs> and it was so bad that they had cut everything but the hands out. And it was like, I spent a day in the cold uh-huh. and put this green crap all over me for nothing. Were you just in, were you in like the torn purple pants and that was it? Was that your outfit? Was no, because you couldn't, you, it wasn't going to be a whole body thing anyway. It was going to be uh-huh. basically like shoulders up. And hands. But you were shirtless. No. I had a shirt on. Why would anyone pick you as the Hulk? No offense, <laughs> but you were not like... Know. What was the What was the premise of the movie? I, I, I don't even remember what the whole thing was. But it was basically, you know, I knew them and... 
Okay. I would show up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) They were professional, man. It was was top notch. Was there crafty? Uh, No. There may have been like coffees and waters. Wow. So when I'm curious, like, you know, because this was not like, I mean, well, they had a professional aura about them. Uh They had you driving. Yeah. And, you know. It wasn't like there were a bunch of PAs, and it wasn't clearly not a camera car, I'm assuming. No. So you were just driving around New York or New Jersey? It was like in this, uh, by this warehouse uh-huh. down the street. And then, you know, people weren't looking at you like, look at this green dude. It this, was pretty desolate It was we like were. you were an alien driving the car. <laughs> yeah. O- almost like you were from Mars or something like, like that. Like a splotchy alien. Yeah, yeah, you were some weird like splotchy green alien. painted alien yeah martian even 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 some might say which is amazing noel because yeah today's topic is today's topic is mars how to get green off the red planet that's right i don't know if i've ever told this story before did i ever mention do you remember back in the 80s okay mid 80s there was a whole thing that was going on about the planets were aligning okay and uh, uh, it was a once-in-a-million-year event. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, because the planets were going to be, because they were aligning perfectly, they were going to end up in each other's gravitational force. And it was going to create a collision, and the world was going to end. Okay. Do you remember this happening? I don't remember uh, ever thinking the world was going to end. Oh, that was like a big thing. I remember everyone in school was talking about it. Mm-hmm. I got so nauseous. Really? Yeah, I was so panicked that the world was going to end. My parents were on vacation. Well, not my parents. My father and my stepmother uh-huh. were on vacation. And I was staying at my stepmother's business partner's home, who I didn't really know very well, but it was the only adult that I could stay with because uh-huh. she had two kids as well. And I was, like, sick to my stomach. And I left school early because I was feeling so bad. And I went back to her place and just crawled up in a ball in the guest room I was staying in, and then she called my father and stepmother to tell them that I came home early from school. My father picked up the phone and said, why didn't you go to school? And I said, because the world's going to end. And he said, if you don't go to school tomorrow, the world's really going to end for you. And that was the extent of, uh, uh, that was the tender uh, 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 understanding moment that I had with my father. Okay. He helped you through a tough spot. He really did. He really, like, (laughs) held my hand uh, and gave me Uh the consoling that I needed. What'd you do for Y2K? I feel like... Y2K, I was like, this is bullshit. What? Yeah, I could have cared less. First of all, Y2K just didn't matter to me. It was like, at that point, I was so in debt that, like, if the financial markets collapsed, I would, like, fucking awesome. No, but they were talking about, like, nuclear plants. They're not going to yeah. have cooling anymore. At, by Y2K, Y2K, and... I was, what, 30 years old? Yeah. 30, almost. 31? Oh, okay. I just didn't care. Okay. You know, when this happened, I was uh, uh, 12. <laughs> you still wanted to live? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just did, you know, I was just, I was terrified by terror. By terror. Okay. I was just fear- consumed me at all times. How about the Mayan calendar? I don't remember. The Mayan calendar seemed like a hoax to me. Everything about the Mayan calendar was ridiculous. All right. But wasn't the Mayan calendar and Y2K sort of interrelated? Wasn't that sort no, of... No, nothing, nothing to do with each no, other. No, 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 no. I know Y2K had to do with... Uh, 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 with the... Because of the, the fact that computers couldn't... weren't going to 
go to zero or whatever it was, right? Wasn't that what they it was? They were going to go to zero. The years were mostly in everything as like, you know, 89, not 1989. Right. Oh, I see. Right. And it was a bit right. But but they were trying to tie in that that the year 2000 in the millennium, in the new millennium was when whatever was going to happen with the Mayan calendar. It was all happening in... in Mayan in calendar was a few years ago. Two, was it? Yeah. I don't even remember that. You yeah. sure it wasn't? Yeah, for... Mayan calendar was like, I want to say, in the last five years. No. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No. It was like whatever, like December 13th, blah, 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 with that last part being yeah. the year. <laughs> I think I think I sort of after... After the alignment of the planets, okay. and then also after the Lubavitcher Rebbe, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, had said that the Moshiach was coming yeah. on a very specific date, and it didn't show up. Okay. And all the Jews, all the Hasidic Jews were like, oh, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening, and then it didn't happen. They were like, uh, okay, I guess it didn't happen, and they went about their business. I learned that, eh, you know what I mean? The world's going to end all the time. Maybe that Moshi was born that day. No, the 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 Moshiach Rebbe. Uh, oh, yeah, well, that might have been. I don't know. It's possible. A little Moshi. Yeah, Moshi. Moshi with the mosty. Uh huh. Um, but anyway, no. Anyway, Mars. Mars. Martians. Martians. A lot of talk about Mars right now. Yeah. Uh, there is. We got a probe. We got a fake probe up there. Fake probes. Uh. You know, we never went to the moon. <laughs> Have you seen that there are like all these professional basketball players now, and I'm okay. sure other professional athletes, but I I, th- I just feel like uh, within these sort of conspiracy theory things like flat earth and and, uh-huh. and uh, uh, moon landings, professional basketball players are the ones I hear more vehemently denying that they ever happened. There's like... There's pro- a lot of, yeah, flat earthers too, and what yeah. is Charles Barkley's flat earther, isn't he? I don't know if it's Charles Charles Barkley. There's a, a recent recent uh, I can't remember who it one, is. One of the big guys. Yes. Well, one of the super big guys, a guy who was MVP of the league, uh, if not last year, then the year before, Steph, Steph, Steve, Stephen Curry, mm-hmm. uh, on some podcast with a bunch of other basketball players, said, "No one believes that we landed on the moon, right?" <laughs> and they were all like. Yeah, and yeah, he was like, "Oh, we're going to get in trouble for everyone, that." Everyone believes that. Yeah, it's amazing to me. <laughs> it is amazing to me yeah. that just because you weren't around when it happened, then it must not have happened. It's crazy to think that it shit happened before you were born. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. That's right, you guys. Mars, how are we going to get rich with it? I am going to tell you right now. So, I know about you. I love the movie The Martian. Did you? Yeah, I did. I liked it. It was a comedy, right? No. It, that's what it was nominated for in the Golden Globes. Yeah, Golden Globes puts... Golden Globes is weird about their categories and political. Hmm. Right? I think ours, our podcast is nominated uh, for politics. Yeah. In the Golden Globes yeah. podcast awards this year. Yeah. Uh, the Martian was, you know... But you saw it. I did. He grows potatoes in his own scat. Yeah. So I, I saw it. I liked it. I was like, I'm going to read the book. Oh. I read the book. Different experience from what I gather. I liked the book even more. Yeah. The book was, the movie was extremely true to the book, only the book was more. So if you liked him 
troubleshooting, trying to figure out how to survive. As an IT guy, that's right up your alley. It's right up, right? So uh, the book was even more of that. Uh-huh. Um, Do you feel like with your skills in IT, you could end up in Mars and troubleshoot your uh, way through like no, that? No prob, Bob. Telecommunications? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Figured it out. Yeah, I know how to push that button and that button. Yeah. Do we need it? Who needs cable crimped? Who's what's crack, the, crack that? There you go. Hey, I need an area code. Yeah. Spreadsheet. Who needs an area code. You need a spreadsheet? I got it. I'll spreadsheet that. Yeah. Uh <laughs> So the Martian very moment by moment problem solving of the challenges of being stuck on Mars, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know at this point, sooner than later, we will have people on Mars. And once they're there, there'll be more. Keep showing up. We, yeah. we are good. People that say we're not going to colonize Mars are bananas. Yeah, I think if we send people there. And just the keep whole, sending them. The whole point is is to see if we can send more people there. Yeah. People came here when there was no power. And they found winners that decimated them. And yet we somehow managed to take, you know, fill this whole continent up. I feel people were hardier back then. Yeah, well. I feel like, you know. They're going to send some hardy folk up to Mars. Their life was, was, you know, while to some degree their life was easier Mm -hmm. in England before they came over here, it wasn't exactly easy like it is now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm with you. So these people on Mars... You know, hopefully they won't have to tackle all the problems that uh, were faced in the book or the movie, whichever mm-hmm. you want to look at. But the two biggies that aren't going anywhere are what to eat, what to do, mm-hmm. right? How do you fill your day? <clears throat> how do you fill your belly? How, how do you fill your belly and not it just make you want to stick your head in the oven? Well, I imagine that a good part of their day is going to be filled with setting themselves up so they can fill their belly. <laughs> well, yeah, but how do you do it not in a boring way? Right? Oh, not in a boring way. Right. I'd looked at something, and science is experimenting with special protein bars called Orion Food Bars. Focuses in making them calorically dense mm-hmm. and vitamin-rich. Mm-hmm. They look like Play-Doh. Yeah, and they probably taste like it, too. And, you know, if, if you were trapped in a cave... Sure, you'd eat that for a week. Right. But can you imagine, hey, here, the rest of your life, this is what you're eating. I'm surprised they don't send them up with boxes of Soylent as well. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, the stuff looked like Play-Doh. Most likely, people on Mars will be eating some sort of engineered gruel. To start with, absolutely. Ugh, I, I, you know, I can't imagine, right? Yeah. For entertainment, I'm sure they'll have access to TV and movies. But mm-hmm. after a while, you're in this weird bunker, mm-hmm. millions of miles from Earth. Sounds like a orgy. And you're just like, th- these TV shows and movies are mocking me, showing me everything I can't have. Oh, right? I see, right. It kind of, when I thought about life on Mars, it reminds me of a of prison. I think a little bit, yeah. Right? I don't so, think you're you're off there. I thought back to our prison episode. Mm-hmm. You had a scheme. Of course I did. 
based around <laughs> the popularity of uh, the flavor packs and ramen noodles. Out of curiosity, mm-hmm. did you remember this off the top of your head, or did you go back to no, the prison? No, remembered and, it. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's called paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a I, life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, so I thought... All about all the prison cooking and winemaking they do. I looked up recipes <laughs> of how to make prison pizza, uh-huh. you know, toilet wine. Yeah. All sorts of stuff that they're making, right? Mm-hmm. I saw an article about a month ago, uh, from about a month ago, where Texas A&M biotechnologist Kirti Rathor and her team have genetically modified the production of gossipol in cottonseed. What, what is what is gossipol? Well, it's something in there, and the way they altered it, it takes it out of the seed and leaves it in the rest of the plant. The rest of the plant it acts as an, as a you know anti insect thing, but when it's out of the seed, it makes cotton edible. Oh, so when they remove it from the seed, you can then eat the cotton if it's not present in the seed. Yeah, that's so interesting. You, you can take cotton. <clears throat> You know, remove the cottonseed oil, do whatever you're going to do with it then. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the remaining cotton is high in protein, and we use, like, flour to make it into, like, peanut butter type stuff. Cotton is high in protein? Cotton is high in protein, I didn't I guess. know that. That's I guess interesting. It is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I also saw, you know, about the National Enquirer uh, avoiding prison uh-huh. by testifying against Trump. Mm-hmm. And I thought, good on you, National Enquirer. In in honor of you taking down this maniac, mm-hmm. or helping taking down this maniac after you helped put him up, uh, one of our listeners, they're going to make the Martian Enquirer. Oh, there you go. Right? And it's all going to be filled with titillating stories and gossip about what's happening on Mars. All these Martian colonists, they'll love it because it's not... Oh, look at the nice day at the park in this sitcom on a planet you'll never see again. Mm-hmm. It's what's happening right there, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Janitor Jeffrey had an affair with, uh, you know, Chief Biologist Sarah. <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it is, right? That kind of thing, right? You could also, why don't you just do a reality show? Well, because... There's more to oh, this okay. money idea I gotcha. All right. than just selling papers. Uh huh. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because people will buy the papers for the titillating stories, for the hot Martian gossip. Mm-hmm. And just they, on Mars, are you talking about, or do you think people Mars. in the in the on Earth would buy no. the paper? Do you see? I'm curious. Do okay. you see Mars eventually being colonized? Yeah. And turned into. A place where all of the wealthy and elite move to. I can't see how it will. Or do you see it being more of like uh, a prison population? Prison miners. Okay. Right? Uh, so they're going to So buy- you don't see Mars as an escape from uh, 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 the eventual uh, uh, destruction of the Earth? Well, if the Earth is going to destroy itself, then sure, people will go, but they'll live in underground in weird bunkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but these people will buy this paper. It will entertain them. It will fill their days. <clears throat> it will make them interested in mm-hmm. what's going on right there 
in yeah. Mars. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the paper is going to be made out of modified cotton. Cotton makes the best papers, everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing I read about uh, cooking in space. Uh-huh. You can't use salt. You have to use brine, right? All your seasonings <clears throat> need to be in liquid so that the granules don't get everywhere. You mean just because of the lack of uh, because uh, gravity? Of the, yeah, and, okay. and Mars has a third of our gravity. Right. But so that stuff would still get everywhere. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we're going to take uh, salty brine, and we're going to take... Uh, water that's been mixed with cayenne pepper. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to make all these flavorings. Uh-huh. And we're going to make ink out of them. Oh, And we are go. going to print the Mars Inquirer mm. in seasoning. Mm-hmm. And after they are done, finding all about the hot gossip going on in cell block six. And then eat it. They're going to make prison pizza. They're going to make toilet wine. Uh-huh. They're going to make all the delicious things our inmates here make every day. Uh-huh. Cuz I think the inmates really find that stuff delicious. They're going to they're going to be able to not just open a can and and suck out some gruel, uh-huh. but they're going to be able to spend time with their family cooking. Right? <clears throat> yeah. Uh what, will they be cooking if they're just eating the paper? No, they're going to mix up the paper. Oh, they're going to they're they're have to it. cook it. It's got all the building blocks right. of making all your delicious prison Thanksgiving dinners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burritos, just it's already ready to wrap. Your wraps are already made. Yeah. 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 And that's it. And then it's all printed with flavor. And then you top it all off with your scat potatoes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> scat that's, the potatoes. One, that's the one fresh yep. vegetable there. It's just a bunch of scat potatoes. Apparently, they will have vegetables. One of the first things they're going to do is try and plant <clears throat> vegetables. I would imagine. So, well, that is an idea, Noel. It's a great idea. It is an idea. There's Congratulations on having an idea, dude. That's moolah. It is moolah. It is moolah. Big green, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I mean, by the time you get that all up and running, I mean, there will be thousands of people there, just bored out of their mind. Dude, people are going to be there soon. Yeah, I'm not disputing that. Uh, people are going to leave <clears throat> from Mars, I'm going to predict, within the next few years. Right, and then how many years does it take to get there? Yeah, a year or two. Is it only a year or two? I thought it was longer than that. We're aces at this now. Right, and then we got to build everything up and then send another group of people there? Yeah. Yeah. Look, dude, I, I'm not Every dis- group of people that shows up is more people, mm. Yeah. more readers, more eaters. That is 100% an idea. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, okay, let's hear what you got. Um, Giacomo. So, Giacomo. Yeah. So I, in my research, okay. my deep dive into Mars, All right. came across an article in The Atlantic that was... <laughs> the Atlantic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm an intellectual. Yeah. <laughs> intellectual elite. Uh, that was basically about, like... When we go to Mars, what are we going to do about crime on Mars? Okay. And can, can, we, can we step back one second? Yeah. Is the Atlantic for the intellectual elite? I always thought it, if if the New York the New Yorker uh huh was Mad Magazine, you I always see the Atlantic is cracked. Yeah. Well, that's I exactly mean, where I was going. 
But that being said, it's like, you know, it's a step, maybe it's a step below the New Yorker. If the New Yorker is the, is the uh, uh, pinnacle, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, the Atlantic is the bottom. The Atlantic is a step below it. You know what I mean? The Atlantic isn't a knockoff of the New Yorker. It's There's halfway some, to the USA today. Some great minds working at the Atlantic. <laughs> okay. Ta-Nehisi Coates, okay. for instance. Been writing for the Atlantic for years. Okay. Unless you think he's stupid. Wow. What do you got? You gave a little shrug. What do you got? Anyone out there knows Todd, no one wants to debate him. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Yeah. As Noel tries to pronounce words. Anyway, Noel. What? Um... <clears throat> so the question was, and yeah, I think it was a good question, yeah, how are, you know, with the idea that as people move over there, right, uh-huh. what comes with people, all of the issues that people have, and sure. amongst those issues are crime, crimes of passion, murder, petty thievery, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, but because of Everything having to do with being on a completely different planet with a completely different, uh, uh, I can't even remember the words, with a completely completely different uh, uh, gravitational force, with a completely different uh, climate, with, a, you know, et cetera, et cetera, that uh, uh, everything that we do down here on Earth doesn't really fly. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed this woman named Christiane Darwin, who is an archaeologist at the University of California. And she does all of her field field work in the Canadian High Arctic, uh, which is an area that is used as a training ground to prepare astronauts for future missions to Mars. Uh-huh. And when they interviewed her, uh, her expertise is how organic materials break down in extreme environmental con- conditions. Okay. Um, and they talk to her about how, just because of this expertise, how she sees, you know, may see things like carcasses breaking down, human bodies breaking down. You know, back uh-huh. in, you know, if you decided to go to the desert and bury a body there, you're pretty sure what's going to happen, right? The body's going to break down in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's found, the forensics experts are going to be able to pick it apart and be like, oh, it's been here for this long, that long, or the other long. Mm -hmm. She says up in the Arctic, for instance, animal carcasses will have one side of the body that's exposed to high winds and will be uh, 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 reduced to uh, uh, bleached, unrecognizable bones, while the other part of it that has been pressed into the ground is uh, uh, perfectly preserved. Oh, wow. Right? So it's a little incongruous. You can't really tell when this this death happened, right? Uh, blood spatters are another thing. Because of the uh, uh, much less gravitational force, the uh, thinness of the air there, um, uh, you can't, won't be able to tell angles and things based on the blood spatters. Mm-hmm. But they're working on this already. This mm-hmm. is something that they're looking at already. Well, this is what I'm suggesting. You're going to be the person Mm -hmm. who starts a business on Mars. And if you're correct that Mars is going to end up basically being a prison mining colony, there's going to be a lot of crime up there. You're going to be the fixer. 
Okay. You're going to be the guy that knows how to fuck everybody's head up with how these things are found. You're going to be the guy that knows where to bury the bodies. Uh-huh. You're going to you got to get in on this in the ground floor. But you're going to be the guy. Any time a crime is committed, particularly a murder, uh, 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 any crime of passion, they're going to call you to dispose of the body. There's big money. There's big money in that in the earth. There's going to be even bigger money up there yeah. in the sky. And you're going to be the only one doing it. And I think it's just uh, you're going to make a fortune. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eh, you know, I didn't say it was great. I just said it was an idea. <laughs> We're just passing ideas <laughs> just around. Just passing ideas, guys. Just passing ideas around. If you like one, grab one. That's right. Take it. Yeah. And see what you can do with it. Yeah. Hey, here's another idea. If you guys want to give us some money, you can go to uh, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. <laughs> go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit uh-huh. the sponsor button. Pledge an amount. And half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn. If you uh, don't want to give Josh and I money. Nope. But you do want to give Radio Free Brooklyn money, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the pledge button. I will say, though, just to uh, add on to that. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't count for any tithes that you're sending us. No. Whether you want to give it to us or not, you have to give it to us, yeah. and you do not give it to Radio Free if Brooklyn. If you tithe us through that button, you mm-hmm. have to give us 20% of everything you made because we only get half. That's right. So, yeah. you know, Good do point. the math, dudes. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so if you only want to give Radio Free Brooklyn money because you're giving us money directly through a tithe, uh, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. That money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. You get a tax break. Everyone's happy. You support things like the after-school program for teens? Yeah. Just on New York One recently. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to, uh, whether or not you've donated anything, Sign up for the newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn. You can download the apps. They're free. You can smile and wave as you walk by. (laughs) You guys. What? No. Every week we have so many ways to get so, so rich. It's not enough, though. We want more. We put more ways for you to get rich. So, Mr. Josh, take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. Today, I want to talk with you about how to become more attractive. The third thing that you need to do to become a more attractive person is work on your appearance. Look, there's times where you might feel like you have a style that's working for you. But after a year or two, it might not work for you as well. You see, because styles change very often. Because you change often. And you have to be flexible with the kind of style that you want to show the world. Look, a few years ago, I would never wear plaid. But I'm wearing it right now because my style has changed. My personality has developed and to the point where I feel comfortable in wearing this cotton candy plaid shirt. There you go, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we send Daniel Alley to Mars? <laughs> I think if we put a trail of cotton candy plaid shirts onto this, towards the spaceship, he'll just follow it right up. I want him. I want him to go to Mars. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll do great on Mars because he'll be the only motivational speaker uh, uh, up there. 
He'll be like the Tony Robbins of Mars. He'll be the first man murdered on Mars. Stop it. He will I be. I will not. I'll be his bodyguard. You're going to go to Mars? Uh, just to, so I can hang out with Daniel Alley. Well, guess I need new host guys. That's fine. <laughs> Get rich quick on Mars with Josh and with Daniel and Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Josh and Daniel. Get more credits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Noel. Anyway. If you were Martian, yeah. if you were someone who lived on Mars, All right. how would you get rich? I'll tell you how. So was, I think both Josh and I are kind of getting at the point. It's a particular type of person that's going to be going up there. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's not just everyone and everyone that's going to be there. It takes a special person to want to be there and to tolerate being there. I saw an article where NASA publicly claimed that they do not have a child slave colony on Mars. And I thought, huh, thou dost protest too much, NASA. (laughs) (laughs) Robert David Steele, ex-CIA clandestine services officer, author of several books, one time... Reform Party candidate from the 2012 presidential election. Well, he claims NASA has established a colony on Mars where they have shipped kidnapped kids on before they had our space travel technology of today. Wow. Because it took these kids 20 years to get to Mars where they are child slaves. arguments. They're not really children anymore if it took them 20 years to get there. I'm sure they range from mid-20s up into the 30s at this point. Well, yeah, so arguments against this often state that one hole in the story Uh is that after a 20-year journey, (laughs) uh, they no longer be kids. I'm wondering if the whole... uh, There's something to think about, and for you conspiracy theorists out there, Mm -hmm. I think something to seriously consider. Uh... That the whole separation of children from parents at the border um, is NASA getting in kids. conjunction with the deep Send state Mars. getting a bunch of new kids. Because, I mean, if it was a 20-year, you know, I imagine that, you know, these kids up in Mars well, it right now. it wouldn't be 20 years anymore, though. Right, but I'm saying back then, th- those kids yeah. are now, like, older. Yeah. They're not just, like, young adults. Oh. They're... They're like probably our age now uh, from when they sent them back then. You know, I might have some disagreements once I get on with my uh, scheme. But I'm just saying, something to think about, guys. That's what's really going on down at the border. It might. It probably is. It probably Re- is. Restocking Mars with kids. Yeah. Anyway, continue. All right. So, uh, so Josh seems to buy this uh, fishtail that these kids would now be no longer kids, because it seems like a real point, right? Uh (laughs) But, you know, we've been getting a lot more data from Mars over the past few years, Mm -hmm. right? And amateur sleuths out there, people, average Joes or Jonettes, Mm -hmm. have been analyzing the data and photos, and they found a lot of stuff. Uh Uh-oh. Right? You hear about, you doing about the jelly donut rock? No, I heard about the blueberries, though. Yeah, there's blueberries, there's jelly donut rock, which was like a space where the 
they had like scanned and photographed and then like a day later there's this big jelly donut shaped rock so do they think mars is really uh uh the willy wonka factory maybe jelly donuts mm-hmm. blueberries blueberries uh they found bunch of kids what, like oompa loompas what people believe to be a femur sitting in the sand that i heard i remember that one things yeah. like that right mm-hmm. well ufologist will farrar Oh, boy. He has sifted through mountains of images, and he has found what appears to be a coffin sitting on the surface of the planet. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Uh, He's been petitioning NASA to turn the rover around and take a look at it. NASA? NASA? I said nothing. Well, of course not. Yeah. Uh, Friar says it's incomprehensible that NASA has taken no action to examine it. I can't dispute that. Yeah. He claims he does not think it's an actual coffin, just that it was made to look like a coffin in order to send a message. But to me, when I think about it, an actual coffin might make sense. Why is that? Because Martian vampires would explain a lot, (laughs) right? (laughs) Maybe this is how the slaves are still considered by the CAA to be be children children. after all these years. Wow. Right? Yeah, no, excellent point. Because they've been vampirized. Yeah, so they're perennially young. Yeah, living on the red planet, the color of blood. So maybe what they're doing is sending the kids that they're separating on the border to Mars to feed the children that are up there. It's all a big... I'm just coming up. I'm just trying to think. I'm just Snake theorizing. Snake eating its own tail is what it is. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a messy, messy mess. It sounds like a mess. It sounds like what you're saying is it's just a big mess. Yeah. Uh, so without a doubt, there's a strong argument that there's a colony of vampires living on Mars, <laughs> and they're not just like, Weird Mars vampires, yeah. and we don't know what they do. We know what they do. They got a coffin. Uh-huh. They sleep in coffins on the surface of Mars. Right. Well, as Josh and I discussed, we need to find this special breed of people to go up to Mars. We need to attract these people. Uh huh. And it's going to be like coming to the new world where ships mm. get paid by the passenger they bring. Hmm. Right. We're going to be there's going to be people getting bonked on the head and, you know, slipping Mickey's into their drinks and they're going to wake up on Mars. Uh, Well. We're going to capitalize. You're going to capitalize on this incredibly vampiric side of Mars. Mm -hmm. And you're going to use that to reel in goths. You're going to get goth uh-huh. kids lining up around the corner to go to the red planet. Yeah. Right? You're going to give them velvet uh, spacesuits. Yeah. And they're going to go. Is velvet a goth thing, really? Exactly. Yeah, sure. I guess black velvet. And you're sure. going to get paid by the head mm-hmm. for every goth kid you ship to Mars and... Vampire or no vampire, those checks will clear, and you will be sitting pretty on your throne of bones. And the best part of all that uh-huh. is you're getting rid of goth kids. And you're getting rid of goth kids, yeah. 
goth dental assistants. Goth, yeah. Which you know about goth dental <laughs> assistants. Um, I, see, that is a great idea. Noel. Yeah. That's a fantastic idea. I love that idea. Um, Noel. Yeah, Josh. You may remember a little uh, little show. Okay. That was on back in 1938 called War of the Worlds. Okay. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Orson Welles, the great master uh-huh. of dramatic arts, Orson Welles, mm-hmm. concocted a radio play called The War of the Worlds, hmm. which told a story in a dramatic way of the invasion of the Earth by Martians. Many people, this was on Halloween Eve, 1938. All right. Many people turned into this show in the middle of it, not at the beginning. Mm-hmm having no idea that what they were listening to was a radio play sure, and not actual news story mm-hmm. going on as they listened. Yeah. It caused panic around the United States of America. Yeah. Thousands of people fleeing their homes. We all know. Orson Welles had to issue an apology afterward. Okay. Indicating he never intended for people to believe that this was real. All right. We all thought that was the end of it. Yep. But no, no. No. There have been other examples of media telling stories of Martians uh-huh. and creating panic okay. in towns around the world. Okay. Recently in Alabama, in the town of Tuscumbia. Mm-hmm. Star 94.9, the radio station, aired a mock warning of an extraterrestrial invasion that so many people believed were real that it culminated in a rumor of a bomb about to go off in the, high, in the school. Mm-hmm. Children would not leave their homes. It was a shit show okay. in Tuscumbia. Okay. A Jordanian newspaper, uh-huh. Al-Ghahad, or God, G-H-A-D, did an April Fool's joke where on the front page they announced a giant alien landing in the town of Jaffer. The mayor told the outlet that students didn't go to schools, their parents were frightened, and he almost had to evacuate the town's 13,000 residents. Wow. It's crazy, right? Still, to this day, the star, f- the the Alabama thing happened this year. Yeah, the uh, 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 April Fool's joke happened just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. What that tells me, Noel, is between 1938 and 2014, 15, 16, people stopped falling for shit like that. They weren't gullible. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe anything that was passed and parsed in front of them. I think we know now. That people will believe anything. Anything. Nowadays. Anything. I think the mistake that these people made, if they were really trying to get people to believe this, is they used the wrong outlet to do it. Mm -hmm. They used regular standard media, which people generally don't trust anyway. Yeah. They need to use new media, which creates a greater trust in the people. They need to use social media. Oh, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to target towns. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
hopefully wealthy towns. You're going to put out, and this takes a little time, but, you know, like a couple months. You're going to put out over QAnon that radio signals have been intercepted Mm -hmm. of a giant invasion that's coming to this town from a certain area Mm -hmm. from Mars. Martians are coming. Martians are coming. People need to evacuate their homes before they land. Yeah. Over the course of weeks, you will see a steady stream of people leaving these towns, leaving their homes. When they leave, as they go out, yeah. you're just going to slide in and take all their shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. That's it in a nutshell. You're going to just basically just go around and you're just going to have like entire countries evacuating. Yeah. It's going to become such a widespread thing. You're going to start. It is a virus. You are essentially creating a virus in people's brains Mm -hmm. that they are going to be this rolling thing. And you're just going to follow behind as a wave of people leave a town. You're going to follow right behind, move in. You're going to take their property. You're going to take their stuff. You're going to then resell it to the new people who think like, oh, this town's safe. It, and then, boom, you're going to go on to the next town. You're just going to follow this around the world. Okay. The cycle will not end. The people will continue this story uh-huh. forever yeah. because people are suckers. Yeah. They believe anything, Noel. <laughs> so there you go. That's the idea. I know it was short, but it was sweet. How sweet it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, think You're basically going to be reselling everything in the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All the consumer goods. Yep. You're going to pick them up, put them down. You yep. made money. Yep. Yep. But people have other things other than consumer goods. Yeah. Precious metals, Precious jewels. Metals, jewels, records. Money, cash, records. Yeah. <laughs> like vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. CDs. Yeah. Reel to reel tapes. Yeah. Eight track. Eight <laughs> track. Cassettes. I heard a. Uh, one of the Mars facts I read that I thought was really weird. Uh huh. I don't know if you got this one. Probably not. So I read two things and uh, came up with ideas oh, okay. off of those two All things. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know how there's all like speculation about water on Mars. Yeah. It may be underground. Do you know how they think it used to be? No. They think, so basically there's a northern and southern hemisphere, let's call it, right? Okay. They think basically... Is there an equator on Mars? Well, sure. Any any orb has an equator. Oh, okay. You know? Uh, they basically think the top half of Mars was a giant ocean, and the bottom half of Mars was land. Really? Yeah. How is that possible? I don't know. Isn't that crazy, though? And do they think it really literally followed that perfect line, like a 50-50 split like well, that? I don't know if it was being billed but as a perfect I, line. I'm just curious. It wasn't like, yeah. it's the first straight line in nature. You know what I'm saying, Noel. Yeah. Come on now. It sounds like they're saying top half water, bottom half land. And I guess, though, as it, it, it does it rotate on an axis? I think so. So sometimes the top half is land and the bottom half is water. <laughs> uh, if only we were on television so people could see your reaction to me right now. <laughs> uh, uh, you, 
and Daniel Alley. You guys will make a great <laughs> pair on Mars. I'm telling you, we're going to make a fortune up there. Oh, yeah. And his cotton candy cane. Can, what was it? Cotton candy. Candy plaid. Cane, cotton, cotton plaid. <laughs> plaid shirt. And then everyone can eat it, and it'll taste like cotton candy. Yeah. Because it's cotton. He can use it to make his uh, prison pizza. That's right. Prison pizza, it's prison dessert because it's cotton candy flavor. You know there's going to be some prison cooking up in Mars, dude. Sure. I, I, you, you pooped on that idea. That idea is great because that idea is going to be idea. the actual lives it's of not people your... in Mars. They're going to be making any society that sets itself up up there is going to be like, yeah, you know what? There's no booze up here. And the, some, some smart dude is going to be making his toilet. Uh I don't see. I guess my question is, what makes you think it's going to be any different? Toilet stew. What? (laughs) 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 Toilet stew. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Toilet stew full of peanuts and corn. Um, what makes you think it's going to be any different than what the setup is in Antarctica with all the science uh, observation things there? Because the scientists are super smart in South America, and in South America, and, uh-huh. well, in South in the South Pole, and although it is a pain in the butt to get things down there, it's not the same level of pain in the butt as getting stuff to Mars. I understand that, but it's not like there's going to be you're not. It's not like there's going to be nothing going up there. Obviously, these people are going to need some sort of support system. Yeah, coming to and from the United, not the United States, from the Earth. It, it's like yeah, you send up enough shit for a year, and yeah. there'll be something else coming right afterwards to yeah. help you out in a year. Flavorless gruel. Well, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. I understand there's going to be things you know, but they're not just going to leave them high and dry. They'll be getting care packages. There's going to be treats. I just think there'll be treats, I, and they'll get like a yearly six pack. I think, <laughs> I think your your idea about you know doing the 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 Martian Enquirer is yeah. a solid one. Yeah, I just think you know that you can then repurpose for making your own food. The whole prison, the prison thing is is the prison food thing and the prison wine it's thing. On the there certainly may be a variation of prison wine or prison beer because you know there's someone's going to be trying to ferment the shit out of anything yes. to get drunk. Yeah. You know, I think what you're going to see more is someone's going to be like, who's growing the weed? Someone's going to have snuck like, you know, yes, some seeds up their asshole, yeah. you know, but I don't, you know, I don't necessarily see all the toilet foods it's coming, coming their way. It's co- hey, dude, in 10 years, we meet again and we discuss this. <laughs> 10 years, we meet again. And, and you. That's right. Like... The next show. This is it, guys. <laughs> see you in 10 not years. going to be another <laughs> get rich quick show for 10 years. Yeah. And we're going to be talking the whole, it's going to be Mars Part 2. Yeah, and, and it'll be check, checking back in. And uh-huh. the one that is going to have borne fruit is that one. Let uh. me tell you me. <laughs> you want to tell you me, you can reach out and tell you me. You can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, you can email you me at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. Hey, someone do it. Someone email us. Yeah. No one fucking emails Not us. Not that often. Every once in a while. No, no one has emailed us. Uh, has anyone emailed us? I don't know about email. No one has emailed uh, uh, us. The, no all one has the other ways of communication couple out Twitters. there. We get some twi- tweets. We uh, get some Facebook. More Facebook than anything yeah. else. 
Um, but you know, email us. Give us something. Give us some body. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Give us some some length, not some just body. a quick comment. Like you know, Josh says some weird shit. Yeah, <laughs> or crazy shit or whatever it yep. is. I want. I want. I want. Okay, Josh says some weird shit. Yeah. Give me examples. Examples. Make an argument about how crazy my shit is. Josh wants to get in a fight with some random stranger, you guys. <laughs> I don't want to get into a fight at all. Stranger. I don't want to get into a fight at all. Hey, you guys, subscribe, rate, review. Go to iTunes. Yeah, review Wherever for real. you get a podcast. If you only listen to us in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Yeah, we need some reviews that we didn't pay for, yeah, people. Get in early. Listen to uh, Art Star Scene. Stick around and listen to sitting with Gianluca afterwards. Come on. You got a lot of money in your pocket. You're going to know, you need to know what to do with it. Josh scours the internet to tell you. So take it away. Send that money! <laughs> the Tibetan antelope, also known as the Chiru, is renowned for the fascinating quality of its fur. Since being placed on the endangered list over a decade ago, the prices of shawls and scarves have skyrocketed on the black market. It's estimated that it takes about 10 murdered antelopes to make a single scarf, and people are willing to pay $10,000 for one. Like many other forms of illegal poaching, those profiting from these murders will hope that the chiru goes extinct because it will further increase the price of these scarves. There you go, ten thousand dollars for a scarf from Tibetan antelope. I will also say that in that that black market one, uh, <clears throat> on the black market, a live uh, silverback gorilla, yeah, will cost you about four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Boom! If you want one for your uh, your home uh, home zoo, that's right. You guys, our ideas are great. How do you know that they're worth taking out loans, selling your home, doing everything to make them a reality? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules getting rich quick. To which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where do they come from this week? Uh, they come from How to Be a Successful Businessman, 50 Rules of Entrepreneurship. Yes. Number one, time matters more than money. Time matters more than <clears throat> money, right? How are these kids so young after 20 years? You tell me. That's right. On that same note, Noel, uh -huh. get great people on your bus or <laughs> your spaceship. That's right, Goth. Get on. Get out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, goth. Um, anyway, Noel. Yeah, I think we're two for two. We are two which for two. Is a hundred percent of money. Yeah. So once again, for Josh, <laughs> Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Back on again.